and welcome to the People Purpose Podcast, the show that explores all the ins and outs, the challenges, opportunities, HR people, managers, and all people face at work every day. My name is Julie Devlin, and I'm here with my co-host. Chaz Fields. Hey, Jules. Hi, Chaz. How are you? Good. I'm actually really excited on this episode, but I can't give it away <laughs> yet uh, to, to talk about what we're going to talk about. Yeah, as if people won't see the the title. That never occurred to me. (laughs) I do the production of this thing and that never occurred to me. Yeah, but that's okay, Chaz. That's okay. Uh, Every once in a while, every once in a while, I come up with a nugget like that that just blows your mind. And that really is what I live for. That's hilarious. So, um, Julie, what's on your mind? Uh, Baseball. Uh, Baseball is on my mind. Pitchers and catchers report this week. Um, I am the Phillies. I, I feel like it's this. I feel like it's our year every year. Right. But you know, when when you have the beginning of baseball season, there's just so much hope and optimism, and every single team I think feels that, except for maybe a few, which well, I won't mention. Last year too, your team had a good year last year. So. Uh, yeah, it was painful. But the ending was painful. But yes, we did have a good year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just my my Phillies fandom is is greater than ever, and I just can't wait for the baseball season. So, what about you? Uh, so it is that time of year where we think about the lovely, loving holiday of Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's coming up in a couple of days. However, we don't celebrate Valentine's Day in my house. Um, is well, it every day a love day for you? Uh, <laughs> well, there there is every well, like my kid in school and the cards and all of oh, that. Oh yeah, you know that that that's obviously really. They still important. do that. They still do the cards. Dude, there are some parents, and and I'm not bashing those that do this at all because I'm like I am all in on you giving my kid like these sweet little get baskets or these sweet little like pouches of like candy and all of this stuff because my kid doesn't really like sweets all of that much. But some of these parents go all out for their kids' <laughs> classroom. That ain't me. And that's on my wife. And we're okay with that because, again, I'm all in on on sneaking my kids' uh, peanut butter cups occasionally right. more often than he realizes. But, uh, no, it's also my wife's birthday. So oh. uh, usually we have a trip planned this year. She's actually traveling for work on her birthday. Uh, and I'll be honest, Julie, I haven't gotten her anything yet. And I got two oh, days. Boy. So I got Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you better hurry. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, not why we're here. Uh, no. I'm excited for baseball as well. Uh, but you stole, you stole that one. I know that. Sorry. Right. Sorry. But um, we are here to talk about a business out of the day. I know. And so business out of the day, 86% of employees said their employer should take at least some role in reskilling to ensure they aren't easily replaced by AI tools follow-up with 63% saying it's entirely the employer's responsibility to do so. Right. Well, I, yeah. So (laughs) I think that stat is apropos for today's episode because what we're showing here or what this study showed is that the employer, that employees are expecting the employer to take a role in Mm reskilling. But what we're talking about today, and I think we could just go into it because I think some of what we say in, in this discussion is going to hit on that. We're talking about the conference episode today. Yes, Ooh. the conference episode. So we're going to discuss ways that to help you gear up 
and really us too, actually, for uh, for conference season, because let's face it, conference season is right around the corner. And, you know, we see conference season as like what, like April, May, June ish. And then, yeah. and then again in September, October, <laughs> November. November early mm-hmm. December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a major portion of our job. And I think mm-hmm. Julie, what we wanted to highlight was kind of the before. How do we prep before? What do we do during? Mm-hmm. And then after all of the hustle and the the overstimulation and the learning and the experience, how do we take that info and what do we do about it after? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you should probably talk about the before first. Well, yeah, I, I do want to talk about the before, but before, <laughs> before we start, I want to, I, before we get into that, and again, you know, this isn't just going to be like tips and tricks on what you should do at a no. conference. It's more about how we want to see people be a little bit more intentional about what conference they choose and where, um, and, things like that. So that's what we're talking about. And, but before we get started, I want to know from you, Chaz, because you and I do get the a privilege of going to a lot, a lot of these conferences around the world. Um, what are some of the features of the better HR conferences that you've been to from your perspective? I'm not going to categorize just HR. Uh, okay. I'm going to do, I'm going to do any and every conference. So, so the question that you asked is, the the better of them like for me yeah so first off my these are my personal preferences and part of what julie is challenging you to do is think about your personal preferences Mm -hmm. they're going to evolve year over year or i believe that they should evolve year over year because one year you may want to go and network and business is sustainable and it's doing well one year you may want to go and just focus on personal development and for me, that is probably the most important. So as we talked prior to this episode, Julie, the selection process is really important to me of where I'm going to go to learn. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I was on the speaking circuit that I realized how many conferences there actually are right. and how finite and directive these conferences have with their agenda to... Maybe I want to go speak there. Maybe I want to go learn there. Maybe I just, maybe we want to have a booth there at UKG because there's a, there's a cross representation into a market that we can sell into. And uh, this year was a prime example that I wanted to go to a conference out in Vegas that we didn't have a presence at, Mm -hmm. but I saw this entrepreneurial track where I was like, Ooh, what is on the top of minds of entrepreneurs and how they grow their business. So for me, not only is it a content producing element, but where can I sharpen my skills or reskill, if you will, as my world of work continues to evolve? Does that mm. answer your question? That, yeah, actually, you went really in depth because, you know, if, if you were to ask me the same question, um, some of the features of the best HR or conferences in general that I've been to, I was going to say they have to have coffee the entire time um, because I think that's like yeah, a thanks. Problem. It's the little things. It's like, it's like a big deal, right? As a speaker, as a speaker, I like to have coffee on the stage. Um, And 
I know that's not on the conference to provide it. Um, however, the ones that do and the ones that provide it throughout the day, I find are the, are the best conferences. Well, the- I, I, you're right, because number one, those conference rooms are usually cold. Yes. yes. So even if it's just the heating element, but it's so fun to watch that, you know, let's say there are conferences that just do it like mid morning and mid afternoon. I've never seen a beverage section at a conference, especially when there's coffee empty. Right. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, and I, obviously we work for UKG. UKG does a great job at that <laughs> conference uh, of uh, having coffee the mm-hmm. entire time and beverages and healthy snacks. Right, I right. think for me, like for me, aside from the content, those are some of the most important things. Another one of the most important things and something that makes a conference good is easy parking. If you're driving, there are things that you just don't think of, right? I mean, there are people, if you have a conference experience where it's tough to get to, or it's, you know, you can't park or you have to pay $50 to park, that's right. going to affect your attendance. Right. You know? so, again, just some of the features um, that, that I think that you and I, <laughs> um, from our perspective, what makes a good conference. Do you look at the talk tracks and like the presenters that are going to be there? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. obviously number one. And I think it's important for people to know that conferences, <laughs> conferences pick their keynote speakers generally eight months to a year prior to the conference. Right. So, so a lot of times you're able to see who the keynote speakers are um, prior to going. Now, what they don't do is they don't choose the breakout speakers quite as quickly. Now, some conferences do, you know, if we're, again, we're not just talking about HR conferences here, but that's where my perspective comes from HR conferences. And um, I find that, you know, there, it depends on the kind of committee that's planning these conferences. And is it a third party planning the conferences or a mil- was there a change in leadership of the conference planning committee? There's right. a million different factors that go into this. So you say, am I going to look at the keynotes and the present, or am I going to look at the presenters or who's going to present? Odds are when you sign up, if to get that quote unquote early bird rate, you're only going to know the keynotes. Yeah, and the agenda the agenda is not usually fully flushed out. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't pay for the early bird registration. It's funny you bring up the the keynote thing. I signed an agreement eight months in advance at a conference to a conference that I was speaking at. Eight months in advance, and they're like, "Well, what do you want to talk about?" And I'm like, eight months is a long time to mm-hmm. think how much business could change in eight months. Mm-hmm. So it was like this very generic like topic. But then as it got closer, I developed content that was very specific to that audience I was speaking to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was up North, but that's actually a really good point because it's a, it's a, you have to set your own expectations with how the conference is planning it. So maybe that's some feedback we can give. It's like, you want to give an early bird discount pricing. Well, maybe if you had a fully fleshed out agenda, you may see higher uptick in the early bird pricing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. We could do again. Here we go. We could do a whole episode on what the experience of speakers at conferences, but that's for another day. So let's talk briefly. Um, 
the before, right? right? What are some of the things that, that you can do before registering for an HR conference? I think, yes, obviously looking at who are the keynote speakers, who are the presenters, um, looking at the topics that are going to be covered is definitely another thing. Yep. Um, obviously the cost, the cost is important, but right. remember <laughs> we, we said that side of the day, but people are expecting their employers to help them with upscaling and reskilling. Right. I mean, are, should employers be covering more of the costs for these conferences for people? I, I I would say yes. And here's why the information that you get, you're going to learn something, right? Mm-hmm. You may not agree with everything that your speakers and that your breakout people are saying, but you're going to learn something mm-hmm. at these. And a lot of times when we send teams to go to conferences, it's for them to learn but I would almost position it as a value case to say, I'm going to bring these back to teach my people as well, right? So the right. return on investment is not just for you. It's for the people that you'll be teaching, the people that you'll be sharing with. You probably can't send an entire team uh, to to a conference. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. But if you don't have the finances to do so, if you were intentional in the before of setting what you want to get out of it, Right hey, our business is struggling in these three areas. I'm going to go to six sessions on these three areas. And then I'm going to come back, you know, share that information with my team and then come up with an action plan. We now have a measurable ROI. And I know that that's what a lot of business leaders want. Sure. Measurable ROI from the investment they made in the the training. Sure. That's right. I think for me, what I, what I honestly, one of the best things that I do before, um, personally, before I go to the conference is, uh, there are many networking groups, you know, whether it's a regional chapter or there's a Facebook group or reach out on a simple post at LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Hey, Julie, I'm going to be at XYZ conference who in the greater DFW area is yeah. be there. And you follow that hashtag. And all of a sudden you're meeting people before you get there. So that way it's like, let's assume you and I don't know each other, but you use that hashtag from the conference. I can be like, Ooh, Julie's kind of in my space. I want to meet her when we get there. And mm-hmm. it simplifies the networking in my opinion, because then I can shoot you a DM and say, Hey, Julie, I'm going to be there as well. Yeah. Let's do that. That's man, that's yeah. powerful. So, it's yeah, not so, so the, so the before piece, you know, um, are, are, are the basic things that sometimes we don't think about. Like I would also say, think about geography. Now, what do I mean by that? You know, oftentimes we only look at conferences within a 10, 15, 20, however many mile radius. Mm-hmm. But if you continue to only go to those conferences, you may not be getting as much perspective as possible. You know, Chaz mentioned earlier, just how many HR conferences there are. Google it. There are thousands of HR conferences that go beyond the traditional, let's just say it's SHRM, right? It goes beyond traditional SHRM. There are tons and tons of organizations that are HR or work focused because it's not HR. It's it's also leadership. It's management. It's training and development. It's recruiting. It's X, Y, and Z. I mean, there's management, you know what I mean? Management, ethics, um, leadership development. Leadership. I mean, it's yeah, just... yeah, ah, it can be overwhelming. But again, yeah. that's why before the conference, it's important before registering. It's important to set an intention. What right. are you looking to get out of this? Is very very important. Now, 
we have to move into, you know, how do we make the most of our time during the actual conference? What do you think, Chaz? I, I love that. But you have to kick this one off because I know you're adamant about the during piece. Um, <laughs> I'm so, more, like fly so, by the seat of my pants. <laughs> my 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 thing about the during piece is this: I find that I hate forced participation. Okay, I don't like forced participation. Now, I don't know that anybody really does, but I also think that if you're going to go to a conference and you know there's going to be workshops and you know there's going to be because so much, so often we get the feedback or so often we get from conference uh, planners, hey, uh, how is this going to be interactive? And then we make it interactive. And the right. people that show up, they're like, eh, yeah, I'm just going to not be interactive. Which is a major disconnect, by the way, because speakers are expected to make it interactive when the vast majority, like if you have an early, mo- like if you have the first session of the day, there's a really hard, that, like that's really hard to have interaction. Early I've ever spoken Especially to seven a.m. Uh, you know, <laughs> seven seven a.m. Early bird session. Yep, I, I, I had one. I had one Sherm Nash. And yeah, and and, and it's it's yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. But you know, I think that um, important to to when you're choosing sessions to go to, don't just go to the ones where your friends are going. Like it, just because I find that people obviously people flock to whoever they know. And that's important. I do too. I do too. All of us do it. But sometimes it's getting outside of our comfort zone and getting to a place where we're able to network with like-minded people who we don't normally network with. You know, that's why we're here. I've said it a million times. I learn more. I I hope people learn more from each other than they do for me, you know, And, and that's generally how it works. As speakers, we bring the topics and we bring the ideas. It's up to the people listening to put those ideas into practice yeah. if they work for their organizations, right? If, if they don't, then, you know, that's another thing too. And it's also, you know, a lot of conferences have different tracks that you can join. Yep. So, and it's really easy to, to just stay focused on one of those tracks, which again, let's say it's DEI and B, you're trying to increase your organization's impact in that area. Maybe you do want to take the DEI and B track only, and you're not there for the onboarding or whatever, but recognize that all of those other things can play a role in your DEI and B strategy as well. So it's about looking for, you know, what, what, what are going to be the, the, the most impactful for you. Now, the other thing, the other thing is that sometimes you know, you'll, you'll have two or three different sessions that you want to go to at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's tough. Um, especially at smaller conferences. Um, but go ahead. I have a tip for that one. So I, I love the fact that you're talking about going to different sessions. I would encourage you to choose a session that you genuinely don't care about or know nothing about to go and sit in. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a it's hard. It's not easy when it comes to paying attention, but force yourself to do that because we talk about reskilling. It's like, oh yeah, I have a thought on that. And you can enter a room and have a conversation piece with that. And to the point that you were making, Julie, there are certain conferences that have agreements in place that if there is a recording, you can get the transcript. 
Yep. Right. So let's say you don't you don't watch a recording or you want the transcript and you can get the notes with it. I actually really like that method. Um, you know, because then it's you you don't have to sit through all out of it, all of it. If you're a reader, you can pick out the high points and and go hand in hand with the PowerPoint or PDF that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are options other than you have to go to the session to get the content and the material. And I think people don't always know that, Julie, where it's like, oh, my gosh, I wish I could have went to that session. Yeah. Right? So all, it- all you have to do is ask. Ask the the conference organizers. Oh, and by the way, the other thing that that I would recommend during the conference is to stay engaged if that conference is utilizing a conference management app. Because there's a lot of times there's fun contests on the conference management app. There's conversations. There's there's meetups um, among groups. Um, If you're looking for someone to have lunch with, you can find other folks who are there, you know, alone and, or other folks who want to network. So, I mean, so much to, so much to unpack with during the conference, but, you know, I would also say that uh, when you visit uh, the, there's always an exhibition area. Um, yeah. And we all know how much I love the, the swag, right? I've, I've tampered that down a lot because I have way too much of it except when there's really good swag, but anyway, gotten a lot better. You have gotten a lot. I better. have, I, I, I literally don't need any more pens. I just don't, <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> um, but when you go to the expo, uh, you know, make sure that you're, you're, you know, you're also looking at who's there and what are some of the things that those providers might be able to help you with or the connections that you make, because it might not be immediate, but it might be a few years down the line or, oh, I remember meeting X, Y, and Z at this conference. So again, um, <laughs> lots, lots of things to talk about there when the, the in-person, but Engaging in networking and uh, also, you know, making sure that the notes that you take um, are in a place where you can easily find them. Um, So many people want the PowerPoints, but so often the PowerPoints aren't going to give you the full story. PowerPoints are there as just a guide. Um, And, you know, it's just it's difficult. So I think taking notes is also really important. And, and I will say from a speaker's perspective, we intentionally don't put a lot of words on our PowerPoints because mm-hmm. we want it to be the conversation that makes you have that aha moment. And you're going to see hundreds of slides at these conferences. And for it's kind of like the advertising thing we've talked about, the unconscious decisions that we make, right, Julie? You drive down the road and you never see the billboards anymore. You drive down the road and you never see the advertisements anymore because we're so inundated. Mm -hmm. Kind of similar at a conference where you are learning so much. So find three to five takeaways within each of those. Make sure you title your presentation and what are the session that you're in and three to five key points. And I think that kind of leads us into the after, right? Where it's you leave the conference you're energized, but your energy is also significantly depleted because you, um, you know, your peers for three to five days or whatever it is, give yourself some grace to go back, decompress from the conference and then review your notes three, four, five days later. Because if you try and do it immediate, when you go back, you're not giving yourself a chance to rest. And really that's what you need to kind of let it sink in and be like, Ooh, I want to do this, this, and this. Great. Make your list and then walk away from it for three to five days. <laughs> Does that make right. sense? <laughs> Recognize it's a, a marathon, not a sprint with the things that you take away from a conference. 
Um, I mean, unless there are things that are actionable that you can implement immediately. And not everything that the speakers bring is going to work for your particular organization. But there might be, you know, a couple of tidbits in there. I mean, the other thing is making sure that you're bringing this information to other people in your organization, you know, sharing the knowledge that you gained with your colleagues who maybe, you know, couldn't attend for whatever reason. So what this does is it's actually twofold. It helps the organization and it helps those folks, but also helps you because you're recalling the information and you're able to sort of reflect on what it is that you heard. I think too, oftentimes speakers will recommend books or they'll have a book, you know, that they'll recommend, you know, research those. Um, if, If something, you know, seemed to stick out to you, um, for, for, uh, for, for learning, you know, at, a, at another time. So, you know, right. I, I, again, there's, there's a lot to, a lot to unpack here, but it's also about intention after the conference. Yeah. It, you yeah. spent a lot of money to invest in yourself or your organization did too. Right. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I think there's a little bit of conference remorse that may come up if you didn't get a chance to take advantage Um, We get it that business happens while you're at these conferences. So I think a lot of times and people that I've interacted with, they have a little bit of conference remorse where it's, I wish I didn't have X, Y, Z going on at work so I could have paid more attention. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes, it goes back to that return on invested capital with your, with your team and your peers to say, okay, what did you learn? Well, I couldn't pay attention because I was dealing with this employee issue virtually. Right. Yeah. Why are you there? Why are you at the conference exactly. if you're just exactly. gonna, if you're just going to continue to to work? Right. So, that, that's right. So so we have to be you know we have to set clear expectations with ourselves that treat it as if you are on PTO or out of office, even though you're being paid for it mm-hmm. uh, to go do it, or at least I hope you're being paid for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also encourage having worked with a lot of programming teams and you have worked with a lot of programming teams with these conferences, they take your feedback very seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say that, I wish companies that we work with take feedback as serious as these conference programming people do, mm-hmm. because it is number one, it's a very difficult job. It's a volunteer job. They're a lot of times. To, yeah. A lot of times they're trying to appease the masses of all of the people. They want you to come and learn. Mm-hmm. And then people don't give feedback about what they liked or disliked or, hey, do this again. I would strongly encourage you to fill out that survey mm-hmm. um, because these people care, Julie. Like these yeah, people. and and we as speakers care too. Right. Um, you know, we want to know where we hit the mark, maybe where we didn't. Um, again, recognizing that not every you you are going to go into a session, a speaking session with whatever thought it is in your mind that you're going to get out of that session. And it may not always be the case that you get whatever it is out of that session because speakers can't read your mind. Right. However, if there was something that you wanted a speaker to go deeper into, hey, here's another thing. Reach out to the speaker after the conference. Yeah. You know, connect with them. I love it, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. Or I love when people write me and they're like, I didn't agree with X, Y, and Z. I'm like, oh, great. Okay, Let's great. Talk about tell, me, tell me why. Because again, I'm giving you things from my perspective and from my research. Yeah. That's it. You know, um, you may have a different purview. I would say too, when you get back, you need to set a goal on when and how you're going to implement what you learned. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
and and where we, uh, you know, Julie and I talk about updating HR strategy frequently and planning a year, 18 months, three years in advance. In this instance, it's a much shorter runway because you will eventually forget the information if you don't take action on it. Right. Guilty of it. You're guilty of right. it. We're all guilty. Example, example. Think yeah. of the last HR conference you went to and what were the top three takeaways? Can you can you think of it? Can you th- I'm not asking you to do it. I'm asking <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm asking, you know, people who you know who are listening. Yeah. But I could take that, I can take that to another level and say, think of the last workplace training you went to and what were the top three things you got out of it. And if you aren't doing it, then your people sure aren't doing it, right? Hundred percent example and domino effect. But I would say, you know, obviously give yourself grace, time to decompress, but then set a goal. Within three months, I want to have X, Y, and Z done from what I learned from this conference. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's a micro step. It's a big project, but it's it's a simple micro step that's gonna hold yourself accountable. And that way it's top of mind for you and for your people. I, I will tell you, Julie, what I'm guilty. And I've been to several conferences just as um, someone who's going to learn, right? It's part mm-hmm. of my continuing ed that I want to do. And I, you know, I don't want to go and speak. I want to go listen and I want to go learn. And I can tell you there are times that I come back with so much that I'm like, okay, how do I compile all of this information? How do I take all of this and develop it into something and then I get a phone call and then I get an email and then I get a Chaz, I need you here or Chaz, I need you there. And that stuff gets pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And before you know it, nine months has gone by and I'm like, oh, what was that thing I learned nine months ago? Because that's what I want to focus on here. So right. be be proactive and diligent in how you're going to leverage the content. So, yeah. And, and also don't put too much pressure on yourself, um, right. you know, because some of it could be that you just want to go and learn for yourself and not not make changes in your organization. A lot of folks who are out of work also go to conferences, um, right. you know, so they can um, learn new skills and learn, you know, see what's going on out there, if you yeah. will. So, yeah. Anyway, we didn't even talk about networking, but I think it, it goes without saying that if you make connections at the conference, you know, keep up with the, those connections, especially the ones that are uh, that are important for you or the people that you really connected with well. Um, Chaz, what did you find your purpose in today? Well, before I say that, I love how you always do that in your talks. I've sat through, I don't know, a dozen, a hundred of your talks, <laughs> dozen hundred. That's really good English. A dozen hundred. Uh, And you always talk about connecting with the people after the fact, like you make it a point in your talks because that really does matter. You know, it really does where one day you may not have a job or you, you want to make a transition to another job and you meet, I've met so many great friends in the, in the HR and change and payroll community that I would have never interacted with had I not gone to a conference. Mm -hmm. I love that you're like, Hey, follow up with them. It's true. I found my purpose in today that, uh, number one, I love the conference season Mm -hmm. uh, and I love getting jazzed up for what we're gearing up for in the coming days and and how we're going to utilize, uh, kind of the content we're helping others with, but more importantly, I'm fired up to go learn something new in Mm -hmm. the conference. What about you? Yeah, my, my purpose, um, I feel like, I feel like you have to be more intentional about the conferences that you choose to go to. And you also have to set your expectations for yourself. 
Right. Set the expectations for yourself and recognize that after the fact, if your expect if the conference didn't meet those expectations, ask yourself why. Was it you or was it the conference? <laughs> because I think that that can go a, a number of different ways. Um, but you know, uh, go, I think also purpose is to go to a conference. Right. It doesn't have to be a large one, right? Nope. There are tons of local uh, organizations that have conferences. And if you're in HR, explore a leadership conference, explore a management conference, explore a conference for the industry in which you work that isn't HR focused. That's and you'll right. learn a lot. I was going to say that's, Hey, you, you want to make a better relationship with, with someone who's not in your position. Maybe it's finance or executive, go to an executive leadership conference, right? Yep. That doesn't yep. have to be HR just because you're in HR. I love that. So yep. with that, uh, be sure to like, and subscribe, uh, on all platforms, please. It helps us give us a review. It really, really helps us, uh, go share this with your network. And of course, as always, make sure you check out the latest blogs and research from our lovely sponsors of Workforce Institute, um, by visiting workforceinstitute.org. With that, Julie, I think we are done. Thanks for listening. Cheers, y'all. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.